Welcome to Turn It Up, an intermittent podcast from Turning, your hybrid learning leader, celebrating the potential and the people behind effective hybrid learning solutions. Turning is committed to engage in equitable learning for everyone, everywhere. So if you're an educator, or a student, or a trainer, or a worker, or just an overall believer in equitable and engaged learning, you have come to the right place. Uh, and we have got another great show for you today with Dr. George Hanshaw, uh, the Director of E-Learning Operations at Los Angeles Pacific University. But, you know, someone who has really held uh, myriad positions and led some really cool um, cross-segment, cross-industry applications of of technology toward deeper engagement, deeper connections, deeper human uh, kind of connections. So it's just so cool. Um, as, a, as a human performance and online learning expert, <clears throat> Dr. Hanshaw uses technology, and I'm quoting him here because it's so cool. Uh, I can't come up with words that are better than this. Uses technology to bridge the transactional distance and build strong relationships with learners to help further the growth of wisdom in our world. Isn't that cool? That is seriously like the coolest thing. Dr. Hanshaw has applied that very cool ethos, not only to his expansive work in academia, but also sports psychology and private business. Uh, and he knows of what he speaks uh, with progressively impressive <clears throat> degrees from the University of Phoenix, Penn State, and uh, the University of, uh, of the Rockies, where he received his doctorate. So let's get into it. And turn it up with, uh, gosh, my new best friend, Dr. George Hanshaw. Hey, George. Wow. Uh, Jeff, after that, uh, I don't think there's anything I can say that'll, that'll match what you just did. So uh, let's, let's just call it a day, man. <laughs> exactly. Cue, cue the music. It's the shortest episode. Yeah, we're, we're done. No. Well, hey, it is great. Uh, it's great to have you in the show. And, you know, I usually start at the at kind of the beginning, you know, kind of talk about, hey, how'd you get into this work and da-da-da-da. But I actually like to start. Uh, I'd like to start uh, with you at the end, you know, in your current gig, not the end, but, in, but most recently. Yeah, at the end, that's not kind of Yeah, you know, in your current gig uh, at uh, LAPU, you describe your work as, as, and again, I love the way you position your work, as creating inclusive and equitable learning experiences to build a greater sense of connectedness, efficacy, and resilience within our students. I mean, I just, I love, I could not write that any better. And I just, I'd love to start there and and how um, how you've come to that very cool sort of place of you know it seems like you found this really neat intersection between technology and like humanity you know and you're able to be exercising it there at LAPU so maybe let's just start with what you're doing doing currently and, and maybe how you came to that uh, kind of this really neat intersection. Awesome, you know I love talking about that piece because it it is something that we came up with as, as a larger uh, e-learning team at LAPU. We kind of worked together to, to craft that, to see what we are, what we do. And a big piece of it is putting humanity back into learning because so often we just think about content. And content's important, but it's not going to mean anything if, if it doesn't touch you, if it doesn't connect with you, if you don't connect with it. So that's what we wanted to find out. And we really know 
what works in learning. Just like we know what works to build high-performing teams in business. You know, we build in uh, psychological safety within our class by using multiple different theories that uh, are actually proven, you know, like uh, mindset. There's some new mm-hmm. neuroscience stuff coming out. So we're able to reach out and just make all those theories practical and, and yeah. put them in so it actually gives somebody a case of the feels as they're uh, going through the material and the content so they're making it their own. Because that's the deal, right, with education. If if you don't make it your own and you just know stuff, yeah, you you, you can't use it. And we, we want people to be able to use it, and we want everybody to be able to use it. Yeah. Not just folks who uh, are really good at reading research articles or things like that. We want everybody to be able to um, learn, grow, and use what they're doing in a creative way. Because creativity, that creative friction is what we really want to grow. And we can only do that by having what we call inclusive learning. Yeah, And it's hugely important. One yeah. of the coolest things that we did from my perspective, because as a team, I have a really amazing uh, team, a group of colleagues that I work with. And uh, what we did, we went out and we looked at everything. We did an expansive search, you know, the boring stuff. Then we made it all practical. And one of the big things we found was create multiple ways for people to show mastery. That's one way to create inclusion Mm. and increase creativity at the same time. Mm. So give you know, give people a choice. Who knew? Who knew that would be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are these studies and everything that we do? Right? They're 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 proving the obvious. So <laughs> exactly. Right. So we're implementing the obvious. That's what we're doing. That's cool. So so when you you know when you and your colleagues are are you know kind of looking to sort of activate this very I think enlightened kind of perspective. You know, you obviously have you know, a lot of different, I mean, there's, we're not short on technology. Okay. Just like in the world, they got plenty, plenty to choose from. And this is not meant to be an overt commercial for turning, but I know you, you've, you've, you, you, you landed, you've been working with turning for a while now. What is it about, how, how do you choose uh, what types of technologies are, are most effective in helping you realize that? I mean, is it kind of trial and error and, and you have to kind of like, cause I think you bring up a really good point that in order to accomplish your goal, your objective, you can't have the technology has to be accessible. You know, you can't have things that, mm-hmm. that are going to, are going to, are going to put people off or give people anxiety. So maybe talk a little bit about how you go through that vetting process of knowing what kind of technologies are going to help you realize your, your vision. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, if I can, I'll get, I'll get very specific, uh, because we use a process in our course design process, curriculum design. We have our LAPU framework, but we use what we call the no or LAPU model, but we use what we call the no feel do framework. Hmm. So what are they going to know? How's it going to make them feel or how should they feel to learn it the best? And what are they going to be able to do with it? And when we go out and look at tools, like when we looked at turning, we said, okay, can it deliver the content? Yes or mm-hmm. no. You know, mm-hmm. and obviously pretty much a hundred percent of the technology can deliver the content. Right. So that's not a, a great big filter there. But then the, the feel part is includes accessibility because if you can't reach everybody, mm-hmm. you're limiting the scope of what you can do and you're purposely excluding people. And that's the last thing we want to do is exclude. Uh, So 
turning it's so easy to uh if you're simply making a widget or doing something to click that little accessibility button and it walks you through everything that you need so that was like a big okay this is simple because mm-hmm. you know we want to make we want to be very inclusive and we want it to be easy on our part right, right we don't want right, to put right. in yeah. you know 40 hours to make it okay <laughs> uh and then it has to be beautiful mm-hmm. you know like uh the if i can bring in a soccer analogy from uh pele uh, movie when he played for brazil and the coach said we're going to have a beautiful game that's what we want to have learning should be beautiful it should be fun it should be exciting I don't know who decided to make uh, learning boring. Somebody did along the way. We're trying. We're trying to switch that up. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But that accessibility uh, piece is huge because that's a large piece of society that you leave out without it. Yeah. So that so that's what we do. And then the the do we want them to be able to apply it? And we build everything mobile first, not mobile friendly, but mobile first. Mm. And you got to be able to touch it. You yeah. know touch it on your phone, interact with it, engage with it, because that's another piece that includes more people in when they can engage with it. So Mm -hmm. that's really what, that's how we look at any tools that we use and um, how we chose Turnit. It was a a big deal because it's so easy to use, accessible. um, We can make it very beautiful. We have uh, some instructional media designers who just have a heyday in there and Mm -hmm. amaze me daily. Um, and it's, I never use the word intuitive because that usually means it's, it's hard. It's usually as the opposite of what it is. <laughs> right, so it's, right. it's simple to use. There we yeah, go. How yeah, about that one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think you bring up a really great point too. I think sometimes in technology, we, we, we misappropriate, um, uh, like intelligence with complexity, you know, and, 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 or, or smart, something that's smart with something that's complex and things that are complex. I think sometimes the, the smartest things that we have that we could be building uh, are, are appear to be the most simple, you know, uh, but yet there's, there's a, there's a ton of intelligence in the back, you know, kind of in the, in the back of the kitchen, there's a stuff that's going on that you don't even know that's going on. You don't but see I it. Think, yep. Yeah. You don't see it, but the, and for the, from the user experience, uh, like you're saying, it's, it doesn't really do any good. You know, if you can't, if you can't accomplish your goals of engagement, if, people literally can't engage, you know, if they're getting yeah, wrapped right. around the axle and everything. So I just love this simplicity, but there's depth to that simplicity in your, in your approach. I love that. Was it's it really hard to easy get... to make stuff hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, we can That's make just... difficult things really easy. <laughs> that is very well said. Well, and, and to go a little bit back, I wanted to, you know, I did a little bit of, of research, you know, snooping on your background and you actually, your roots uh, are not in academia, uh, and they're actually fairly complex. I mean, you're you're like at Lockheed Martin and and working in like you know psycho smart like engineering kind of stuff. How did you end up in this space? Um, maybe talk a little bit about what led you to this very cool place of helping learners utilize technology for good and all this kind of stuff. Uh, was this always the plan, or was there a moment where you felt like you know what I'm I'm way too smart to be working on jets. I'm going to go help kids learn, you know? <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, if, if my wife was here, uh, she would be laughing right now because this must, when I, I'll, I'll make it quick. But when I was in high school, I left high school and I joined the air force. I was like, 
this school thing is not for me. Mm-hmm. Probably mentioned a whole bunch of expletives as a, as a <laughs> young man, you know, <laughs> you know how it works, right? And I joined yeah. the Air Force. And I was never going to look back. Well, you know, <laughs> yep. didn't quite work that way. So I got out after, after eight years of the Air Force and was lucky enough to get a job at Lockheed Martin as, as a flight mechanic. I was having a ball. Uh, we were working on special operations C-130s and all the neat, fun, awesome equipment. Then I got to move to Palmdale and where the homeless skunk works just moved up there. So we got to, to do all kinds of amazing stuff with uh, all kinds of different air vehicles. And it was it was fun. <laughs> it, yeah, was, right. it was really fun. <laughs> and then, uh, are you ready for this? It was a brilliantly calculated move how I got into learning and development. Okay. Uh, I was working at the shop. It was a union shop, right? And in aerospace, if anybody knows aerospace, layoffs hit regularly. Yeah. Well, I was getting laid off. And there was a job, but I, I, my supervisor really liked what I did. And there happened to be a job in training that was opening up for uh, an electrician trainer. And that was my, my root trade there. Mm-hmm. And I get a call, just got off night shift. Uh, and it was like seven 30 in the morning. The manager, Don Byram from the training department gave me a call and he said, Hey George, he had this uh, awesome voice. <laughs> this, this is Don Byram. Uh, I'm calling, uh, you know, Walt Zarkle said, do a great job out there. Would you like to come in and interview for a training position? And I was like, and I had my layoff notice Mm -hmm. and this phone in my hand and, you know, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Job sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Got to feed the family coming in. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. So it was all. So I get there and then I just fell in love with training and learning and then, uh, Don and another individual, Ralph Smith, were were my mentors. And Don actually was in the Air Force, grew up in the hometown I grew up in just, you know, 20 years prior. So we didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he taught me how to be a trainer and then learning. And then he said, you know, George, you should go back to school so you could really learn the theory and, and kind of dive into all this stuff. Yeah. And I said, oh. Okay, I'll do that. So I went in and I started learning programming. Don't know why I did that. Just thought it was cool because it was new, you know, Uh, and found out that that's not for me because you you can get lost. You put your head down, start typing, look up and it's two days later. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, I need a life. I can't do that. (laughs) Uh, So I just continued to fall in love with learning and then just followed it. And after I graduated from Penn State with all it from. Uh, with an adult education degree, I said, you know what? This is all about performance. Let me jump into psychology and see um, how I can enhance performance for people and really make people thrive mm-hmm. through learning, not just uh, survive and get a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's see how we can do something really cool with this. And I was able to apply a lot of what I was learning at Lockheed. And then I said, you know what? I got an opportunity to do my own thing. And then I got an opportunity to jump into higher ed where I work with now with a team of amazing colleagues where we just every day, you know, come up with ideas and concepts that we bring to life. We don't just ideate, we bring them to life. Yeah, And really that's, that's where y'all come into play because um, all the 
the stuff that you have at turning helps us do that. So that's kind of, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. That's why I was excited when you yeah. uh, reached out for the podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah I want to be a part of this. Well, that, that I, was me. I started out uh, a snot nosed kid leaving high school. <laughs> never wanted to return back to the classroom. And really I didn't. I, graduated online every single every step of the way all the way through yeah. the doctorate degree because yeah. classrooms are uh you know i don't like them <laughs> yeah yeah well and, <laughs> That's I, and why i want to bring fun <laughs> well right and yeah and not to not to over like psychoanalyze it but because obviously i'm very uh aware of the the, the company that i'm keeping here so i'm way over my skis here but i do wonder if perhaps your background and the fact that you that you don't come from a place of you know sort of a traditional esteemed like you know you know ivory tower blah 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 i think you know that probably is what makes you such a great leader in this space you know because you you've got whether whether it's frontal lobe or not you're thinking of of the guy you were back when you were 18 you know and how yep. how do you how do you connect with with him or her and and unlock you know, this, the, this appreciation, this fun. Um, I love the, the beauty that you're saying of, of learning, you know? And so it's probably, this is all, uh, I think by design, <laughs> you know, you're, you're yeah. stuck back into it so you can help, you know, of, uh, you know, you know, young people like yourself uh, find a way to, to have that part of them animated, you know, find a way. Um, yeah. That's, you know, that's the, the military background there. Find a way. We always find a way. To, mm-hmm. to make it happen. And, and you know what, Jeff, if I can just expand on that for just one second, because that's an awesome point that you made. Uh, but a lot of people, if you're like me, you know, you did okay in high school because your mom was going to, uh, you know, kick you around a little bit if you didn't, right? <laughs> right, right <laughs> you, you had a certain expectation uh, of where it was and, and, but you didn't like high school and you, you really didn't excel and then you start talking to higher ed and they and you're immediately judged by these parameters that don't dictate who you are and when you're judged by that it's kind of like i think it was i was on the internet so who knows who said it but you know if you're judged how if you're a fish and you're judged on how to climb a tree you're never going to meet standard mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. that that's exactly it then you get to these places of higher education um, and they, they judge you on parameters that don't really define you and don't really define your abilities. So that's what I love about what we do here. We say, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, you are good enough. Let's, let's connect, let's partner, let, let's, uh, let's grow together because yeah. you do have it. I love you know? it. I love it. Oh, dude, we could talk literally all day, uh, and our listeners would be like, okay, we've got stuff to do. So we're going to wrap this puppy <laughs> up and then we'll, we'll keep talking after we get to the <laughs> All right, all right. Sounds good. Sounds good. uh, But hey, but to wrap up, we uh, at we're at the closing uh, kind of segment uh, of the show that we like to call "Turning the Page." So this is the regular part of the show where, if we haven't gotten to it already, we give each of our guests uh, the chance to kind of look into a crystal ball of sorts. Okay, kind of look ahead to see or wish or predict the future. Uh, so George, as, uh, as you turn the page to kind of the future of, you know, hybrid learning technology solutions, the work you're doing, you know, this whole mix of kind of equitable engagement learning, um, in schools and work and life, what do you see different? You know, I mean, you are really, I think on that kind of leading edge. And so 
maybe hard to, to you're kind of looking out into this sort of like you know just just vast sort of horizon but what, what's going to be different in five years i love looking out at that horizon <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that's our sweet spot out there uh you know mobile first is is here that's today mm. if if you're not mobile first you're you're missing uh so a couple years back that that would have been my answer there but uh Today is, or in five years, really, I can see us having AI-driven, individualized learning where we interact with a combination of professors, people, and AI. You know, you need the, the professors and people, uh, trainers and everybody else for that because nothing's all science. There's a lot mm -hmm. of art in what we do. Yeah. Um, but getting that piece, chunking that AI piece in to make it simpler to do and to have engaged interactions with a, a person, if you will, whether it's uh, artificial or actual, I, that is going to be a big deal. And how yeah. that unfolds is going to be interesting. Yeah. And fun. So the technology to drive yeah. where we go to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Cool. Well, again, uh, Dr. George Hanshaw, thank you so much uh, for being on Turn It Up. Uh, thank you for the work that you're leading, the, the humanity that you are so dedicated to making sure is, is at the core of it and the technology is in service of it. Uh, it's just, it's wonderful. And we are very, very uh, proud to work with you and help you realize your, your vision there. Um, and so just thanks again for being on the show. Jeff, thank you. And, you know, we, we love using turning. I can't say that enough because it, it makes what we do look really beautiful and bring that humanity back. So thank you. Thanks for listening. Visit us at turning.com to see how turning can turn up your hybrid learning.